Hey folks, my name is Marble, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Ray, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Mars, and my pronouns are they, them. And it's time to pull a card from the deck of friendship. Uh, this is a podcast where each week we talk about an, an episode of a game-based friendship anime. And this week we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, Episode 2. The gauntlet is thrown. The gauntlet is thrown. We did see them throw a gauntlet. Uh... Thanos was there. <laughs> oh, the Infinity Gauntlet was He be thrown. snapping. Uh, he snapped Yugi's grandpa. So, Spoilers. I guess... <laughs> da- <laughs> Is the Infinity Gauntlet a Millennium item? It's, it's I say what, yes. It's what happens when you combine the other seven, six Millennium items, it becomes the seventh, the Infinity Gauntlet. That's the, a lot. So the Infinity Gauntlet already needs like five like powerful magic stones to be put in it in order to function. So now you're saying that you also need to build it with seven magic items? Yeah, you, uh, you need a puzzle, an eye, and some other stuff. <laughs> This has become a very, very, like, difficult fetch quest. But also, I like the idea that you need to assemble the Millennium Pieces together because that means that at some point they are going to have to take a man's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I mean, yeah. Uh, so, do we want to do we want to get into doing a, a a quick plot synopsis for this episode? Yeah, sure. So, uh, this episode opens with uh, Joey and Taya fighting. Um, two two good pals in the established <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh universe. Uh, fisticuffs and dueling. It's actually they're doing both at the same time. No, they're actually just playing duel monsters. They're having a grand old time. And uh, Joey gets just completely annihilated. Um, and he's like, he's like, oh, you can you show me how to play dual monsters better? And, and, and so Joey's deck is full of monsters. It's yeah, it's just so full Yugi, of monsters. Yugi looks through Joey's deck, and there's just monsters, no spells, no trap cards, no feral imps. Uh, well, maybe well, Feral maybe. Imps, but we don't we don't know. See, we as the audience are left in the dark about that specifically. So, um, Joey uh, doesn't really know how to play Duel Monsters, which is established through his constant losses to Taya, and he asks Yugi for help, and Yugi is essentially like, uh, Joey, I think you're pretty much untrainable, which is like <laughs> a really rude thing to say to your friend. Uh, so he takes Joey to his grandpa, and his grandpa's supposedly going to train him. Uh, at which his his grandpa kind of goes back and forth. He's kind of like, oh, you're untrainable. Oh, you're you're literally never going to understand this game. And then Yugi's like, see, I told you you're untrainable. And then Yugi's grandpa's like, well, I, well. It will be a pretty good test of my abilities. Yugi, you're being a bit savage, don't you think? <laughs> well, his grandpa was being savage too. They were all basically the first like half of the episode was everyone just tearing into Joey. Welcome to Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, season one. <laughs> yeah, so like punching down uh, on, but at the, on same the lower time, class that yeah. Joey is. Y- yeah, okay. I all right, we'll get, about that, we'll, get we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, so we have, we don't even, like, get a training montage, it's just (laughs) Joey being very tired, and then Grandpa yelling at him for not training hard enough and continuing the training, and then it cuts to Yu-Gi-Oh! Esports, where Uh, the gang- Yeah, yeah, Duel Monsters Esports, yo, it's, it's- 
uh, it's lit up in here. Yes, the gang is watching the regional tournament championship between Weevil and Rex Raptor, and we get a cool introduction to how trap cards work a little bit uh, during during this duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about this duel, Mars? And I'll continue. Uh, no, nah, uh, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, Rex Raptor versus Weevil Underwood. Uh, it uh, we don't really see the beginning of the duel uh, we just see the the very end of it um uh rex summons his his strongest card the two-headed king rex uh and weevil's like haha all all i've got is this basic insect which is what it's called it's it's actually called basic insect <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> uh and uh, Rex is like, that card's super weak, and, uh, attacks it, but Weevil activates Vortex, which ne- negates, uh, Two-Headed Rex's attack, uh, and then, which is a, Vortex is a, is a trap card, and then activates, uh, Laser Cannon, which is a spell card to, uh, inc- increase the basic insect's attack to, uh, beat the King-Headed Rex and, um, win the duel. So, so Weevil under Weevil Underwood, the the bug boy, is uh, now the regional champion uh, for whatever region they're in. Mm-hmm. I just want to quickly insert that, like both of those, perfectly encapsulate when you're watching esports and the announcers are saying the names of the players, but they're like the screen names of them. Right. Right. Uh, Rex underscore Raptor sixty nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Weevil, Weevil Carry Underwood. XXX underscore Green Day Fan 1995 underscore XXX. They just call him Day, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Weevil wins, and we get introduced to the concept or to the idea of industrial illusions, which creates. Which created dual monsters in the world, then its president, uh, Maximilian Pegasus, who presents the. the, the 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 award what is it called the number what's it what's that called the uh, trophy yeah he presents a trophy to weevil he he presents the win thing to weevil and then announces that he's holding a tournament at duelist, duelist kingdom. kingdom and we also learn uh during the end of this that uh Yugi received a package from Industrial Illusions because they somehow got wind that uh, Kaiba, the number one champion, dropped out because po- probably because Yugi shattered his brain in episode one. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he gets that package and then they watch the esports and he completely forgets until uh, till the end and then opens it and it's, it's a got- video. It's got a glove, it's got some stars, and it's got a videotape. Right. On the videotape, I wrote... I wrote the name. I wrote the name Sephiroth Pegasus because that's m- what my brain came up with. He looks like Sephiroth, but his name is Pegasus, and he shows up on Yugi's video screen. Yeah. His full and, name is Maximilian Pegasus, which is an amazing name for a villain. One of my and, favorite characters. And he does. He does. He does the. We we could talk about this more later, but I do want to preface that he does do the gay villain thing. He's like, "Oh, Yugi boy, y- he does. It's yeah. time for us to fight." Um, he f- he uses like he uses uh his his special eyes um <laughs> to 
freeze time and he freezes all of Yugi's friends and he's like, Yugi boy, we're going to duel and you don't have a say in the matter. And then he puts a timer on uh, on the little VHS tape screen yeah it, thing. it is it is important to note that he that pegasus is is dueling through the vhs tape i also i i i didn't write the exact line down so take this with a slight grain of salt but i'm pretty sure uh his friends are like how is he able to answer what we're saying if it's a vhs tape and he freezes time and goes it's magic <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's that basically happen. what happened that's basically what happens yeah it's incredible and he so he freezes time and then he's like yugi you have to fight me and yugi's like okay yeah he's like Yu-Gi-Oh! and then and then they battle and then they fight and then they duel uh uh so the events of this duel are like it says it's got a 15 minute time limit the actual events of it happen over like five minutes yugi tries to summon a dragon but oh no pegasus with his spooky eye, uh, uh, is like, guess what, Yugi? I already, I know, I know every move you're gonna make. Uh, and he activates Dragon Capture Jar, which captures the dragon that, uh, that Yugi was trying to summon. And it basically goes like that for a while, where, like, Yugi keeps trying to, to summon monsters, and Pegasus is just like, guess what? I've got, I've got exactly what I need for that. Um, uh, until Yugi has the bright idea to, cause he's just like, so Pegasus can see the cards in my hand, but maybe he can't see the cards that are in my deck. So he plays cards directly from the deck without looking at them, which is kind of a wild strategy. I'm going to be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, real quick in my notes, I wrote, what a strat, just like in exclamation and bold, cause like, and what? <laughs> what? My notes say the counter to Pegasus is playing a card from the deck with just like 800 question marks after it. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and Yuki happens to draw and play his most powerful monsters just from the deck. Um, so he's, he starts off with um, Dark Magician. Uh, and then plays Celtic Guardian, and then plays Summon Skull, which are his three most powerful cards uh, at this point in the show. Um, I mean, he still does have Exodia in that deck, but it just doesn't come up. Not uh, this time. Not this time. Not even a piece of Not it. even a piece of Exodia. Um, and do you think that Yugi... I'm sorry, I'm going to pause for a second, because Yugi's still doing, like, schoolyard duels... Do you think he just still sees busting out the Exodia deck on on random f- fools at school? Well, I think that I think that he doesn't only because the Exodia pieces in random schoolyard duels would do dilute his like really good monster cards because it's kind of like it's kind of like a plot thing you know like he needs it to come in at the last minute and like destroy kaiba i think that he's saving it uh for when uh it needs to deus ex machina him out of some some tricky stuff right he's saving it for the day when Taya is revealed as the true villain and he has to fight her i haven't seen this show before <laughs> ray oh my god uh, i forgot what the show is spoilers, i forgot this uh, ha- episode two I- i'll talk about it when we get there mm-hmm. but yeah basically uh like this duel it just exists to show that like pegasus is no joke uh he can do all this weird psychic magic stuff 
uh, and can absolutely see your cards before you play them. Uh, I can see your cards, Yugi boy. Sorry. Uh, Don't Pegasus, be sorry. Peg- Pegasus, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, you know. Magic. <laughs> I'm here to invade your podcast with magic. Now it's time for a duel, Mars. Oh, well, do you have dual links? I don't have a physical deck. I've kidnapped your friends, Ray and Marble. Mars, help us! Help us, we're stuck in the Shadow Realm! Okay. This is my anime voice! Help me! Uh. Mars! <laughs> Mars, please! <laughs> Mars. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, Marble? <laughs> believe in the heart of the cards. Cool. <laughs> Friendship! I, I still don't have a physical deck, so this is gonna be... That's okay, I don't need Well, it looks like you've already lost, Mars. It's not really... Pegasus, I gotta be real, yo. It's not I'll like... I'll see you next time. Okay, well... <laughs> Bye! Just leaving in the... Do you now. have the link cable for the Game Boy Color? We could play Pokemon! Wait, are there... Hold on, are there two Pegasuses? <laughs> uh, I think he's just switching between a voice. <laughs> or maybe it's his two eyes mentally Pegasus, talking Pegasus to you. Pegasus and his brother, Pegasus. <laughs> My brand! <laughs> oh, God. So which one... So going... <laughs> Going up to a gay couple. So which one of you is the Pegasus and which one of you is the Pegasus? We are. Oh no, that's also a. Oh, like peg and bag, like top bottom. Have fun. <gasps> okay. Oh, I really have to leave now. This is uncomfortable for me. Yeah. This is the worst day of my life. See you in the Millennium Games. <laughs> Okay. And back to our regularly scheduled podcast. So, so Pegasus, that, that was so, a bit. so Pegasus and Pegasus, uh, both, uh, <laughs> both left. And th- thank you for breaking your the curse on the way out, Pegasus and or Pegasus. We're still in the Shadow Realm, Mars. You have to save us. I'm not. Why are you, st- Ray? Are you alright, Ray? Why are you still in the Shadow Realm? Wait. Oh, they wait. Rain. No. They, they left. They left. They left. Rain. They no, left my eyes were just closed. Uh, oh. Typical. I'm oh, good. Okay. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. You're good then. Um. So, okay. I was gonna say, good thing, cause uh, good thing podcasts are an audio medium. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see. <laughs> You're just it gonna does. leave me in the shadow realm. <laughs> Wait, no, we are. T- no, continue. Um. So, uh, uh, Yugi in this duel, in this duel against Pegasus, he comes within seconds of winning the duel. His summon skull, uh, attacks illusionist faceless mage, uh, which, uh, Pegasus summoned earlier and, um, and comes within seconds of winning the duel. And then the time limit runs out and it's just like, oh, well, uh, oh, here's, here's an important thing that I almost forgot to mention. Uh, grandpa loses his soul. Uh-huh. That does happen. He he I he does get Infinity War. Um so Pegasus steals Grandpa's soul. It would have been weird if I didn't mention that. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I would have uh, I, I would have had you backtrack to it. <laughs> I got to say, um Pegasus his Millennium I I piece um it seems to have a really bizarre set of of advantages. I know Yugi's piece makes him taller and it makes his face Angrier. He becomes a man. Uh, 
but Pegasus can freeze time and steal souls, so I think that he got the better end of the deal. If we're just talking about like magic effects, well, I think. But I, I think, also think... I think the idea is, uh, is that like like at this point in time, Yugi does not fully understand the power that the so like uh, of the puzzle. So maybe the puzzle That's has, fair. I don't has like bigger bigger uh powers i don't remember to be honest yeah me neither but well, I, I guess think... y- yugi can mind break people so true but we still don't thing. know what that does it apparently makes people drop out of tournaments. right <laughs> sorry ray you were saying uh, i was gonna say exactly what you said you good oh gucci um so what what do we what did we think about this episode y'all now, hold on. There's one more piece of this. One more to this, of this puzzle. I want to. I want to bring. I want to. I want to bring up uh, one more thing okay. that happened in this okay. episode. Okay. And it's that uh, while Pegasus uh, had Yugi's friends trapped and he was just monologuing, uh, we find out that he stole the shadow game from ancient Egyptians and sold it as dual monsters. You're right. You're right. Oh, yep, that's um, also important. And it's also important to essentially explain that, like the monsters in the cards are in some way spiritually alive. Uh, I, I, I don't know that that's the implication. I think the implication is that the, I thought it was is that the monsters were once alive and that, Oh, once and yeah. that the, the cards are just represent like representations of the monsters that used to exist. I thought that, well, there was something about like the cards still holding their power in some way. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, it was still a little vague, but we got a little closer to a concrete we, answer. We, we to got a little a closer question. to the truth. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I don't think we, I, here's the thing, Marble. I think, yeah. I think neither of us, like, I, I don't, I don't think that, like, we're, we're not, we're not at an answer yet. Okay. Yeah, I know. I figured. I just like it's definitely it, it a might piece. Build to something later. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. They, they. It is a thing that was brought up. Is they talked about the cards having some kind of power. Yeah. Maybe and they were uncovered in ancient Egypt, and they almost destroyed the world in ancient Egypt. And then they were buried, and then Pegasus found them and was like, "Don't mind if I do." <laughs> so, all right. Um, I guess this takes us to the to the, hey hey how do you feel about this episode section. Yeah, how do how do we feel about this episode, y'all? I hmm. I like the first one more, but I understand the importance of this one. It had a lot of good exposition. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to throw out that Joey is the perfect audience surrogate <laughs> because I too have no idea what's going on. Do you even know That's what a true. trap card is? <laughs> no. Well, it uh, Apparently, based on context, it's a card that traps other monsters. Uh, sometimes. It's so it's a trap that they can spring. Yeah, if, yeah. If, like I mean, maybe if you attack on the in the wrong way or something like that, a trap card happens. Yeah, I was referring to yeah. Grandpa telling Joey, "Do you even know what a trap card is?" I do not. Uh, Grandpa also asked Joey, "Do you know what the strongest monster is? Do you know what the weakest monster is?" And let me let me tell you this: as someone who's been playing Yu-Gi-Oh now for um, like pretty consistently for like probably a year and a half, I could not tell you that. I have. N- well, how do you how do you define the strongest? Is it the one with the highest numbers? It is. Is it the one with the coolest effects? And how do you define weakest? Because if somebody says feral imp. I will right. put their teeth out. I was, I'm done. I was going to say, there's only one true answer for both, and it's Feral Imp. 
It's both the he strongest. He is the weakest of body, but the strongest of heart. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like because like that's the thing is this like it, I I that might have been a question that you could answer like back when this show was first starting out, but certainly not nowadays yeah. because like it, that's a it's a more complicated complicated question because the game just is more complicated than it used to be. Right. Maybe it was meant to be a riddle. Maybe he's trying to get Joey to think outside the terms of strength, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like, op- open your mind, Joey. And he's like, Ooh, don't mind break me, you. And then he <laughs> left the tournament. So do you think, that's that's actually a good question. Do you think that all of jo- uh, all of, all of Yugi's friends are constantly just a little bit worried that they're going to get mind broken? <laughs> like, um, like if Yugi gets too into it, instead of like throwing a controller, he's gonna mind break his friend. I think Taya has enough friendship barricades that she's safe. I don't think she's worried. Tristan isn't a relevant piece of information ever, and Joey doesn't <laughs> understand that he might get mind broke. So no is the answer to all of this. They are okay. not. All right. I kind of. I, well, I kind of dig that. Like the, I, I dig the idea that Tristan like has no idea what's going on, and now he knows he's he's been in the same room as someone who's gotten their soul stolen, and also he's seen the briefest glimpse of a man uh, using magic through a VHS player uh, before he was. I, I I'm, I'm assuming unconscious when time got frozen. Maybe. Um, maybe. But either way, he's at least at the very least witnessed a few magical things happen and from what we can tell based on our introduction to tristan he does not know or care about anything dual monsters related he's just here to support his friends and he is apparently like the best friend ever because that that stuff happened and he's still there Mm -hmm. right (laughs) yeah i i I think tristan is not an important character but he is an important friend yes i can agree with that i'm glad that he's sticking with it yeah I I hope he never figures out anything about what's going on. So I okay. <laughs> if 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 you knew somebody and you were friends with them and you knew that they had the capacity to mind break someone, would you stay friends? Yes, yes absolutely. Here's here's the thing is that if I knew that somebody could mind break me, I would not become friends with them in the first place. But if I was already friends with them and then I found out they could mind break people, the last thing I would want to do is stop being friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's what if that's what instigates the mind break? Uh, I think regardless of whether or not we were friends or we, we are going to become friends, I want that person on my side. Yeah. And then maybe is it, is it, maybe they can teach me how to mind break people. What what what, what I, would you do if you if you if you could mind break people? I guess mind break people, but who? Um, I'd get rid of racism Bigots. and classism and sexism and okay, whoever. Well, yeah, you're right. Who, well, that that's a really lofty goal. You're you, we got to think on an individual level. Mm-hmm. I will know? go like, around like, and break you go every to Thanksgiving, single person. You go to you go to Thanksgiving dinner and and somebody says something like super racist or super homophobic then you can mind break right here's you know? here's what i do at thanksgiving dinner uh we we have that conversation i say you're wrong it's time to duel and i throw a feral imp card at them and i say you lose and then i may mind break them 
they don't know the rules, so they can't. They can't like right because I think an inherent it. there's there's I, no there's no rules lawyers. I think that for well, me there's an inherent there's rule no judgment. There's no to, there's no judgment. <laughs> there's no judgment here. Uh, there's no judgment at the Thanksgiving table. Judge Judgment doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. He's he's opposed to the colonialism and and the the murders that it represents. Mm-hmm. Right. So um. I I was thinking like, do you have to play a duel with someone in order to mind break them, or can he just do it? But he decides to like throw it out at the end. I think that he has to win a duel because right. I think that if he didn't, he would just mind break mid duel, so he like could win. Right. But, I think it's but, because they already lost their their guards already down, mm. like they're already mentally drained, and he can just break it. But but. Because here's the thing, would, I guess that open like opens the question of would Yugi cheat, and I don't think he would. Okay, all right. And here's is mind breaking in the middle of a duel cheating? And I think yeah. I think I, th- I don't think that mind breaking someone would be tournament legal. Right. For sure. For but sure I also no. want to yeah. bring up the fact that so far um, we have been presented two Millennium items, and both of them uh, have the capacity to be used to cheat, and one of them straight up has. Right. The Millennium items, in in my opinion, are cheating just by basis of the unfair advantage. Um, and like Yugi didn't use his to cheat, which is I assume why he's the protagonist. But uh, but Pegasus did. What if Pegasus was the protagonist of the show? Uh, I think he is. I think we'll get there. <laughs> they don't let they don't let gay people be protagonists. So uh, we, wow, that's really <laughs> rude. So, I guess because. Do we want to do we want to talk about Pegasus a little bit and the voice choices that they made? Yes, I want to talk about Pegasus. I have looked up Pegasus voice actor. I never want to stop talking about Pegasus. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you're on the Maximilian Pegasus train with us. Like when 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 they do that, like the the Disney villain gay uh evil homosexual trope i can't help but be like that's my character they belong to me you decided to write them poorly so they're mine now and they're actually doing something good although it's hard to say that for pegasus since he uh he accidentally did a he's stealing he's stealing souls and stuff so well, like he, he accidentally did an appropriation. He did raid an ancient Egyptian tomb and steal that, their wares also and that, sell them. That also, yeah, that's actually yeah. probably more egregious than stealing an old man's soul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's other people's culture. It was in a pyramid, and pyramids are like like I know that they're in some way sacred. I I don't want to say anything incorrect because I haven't done any research. But I know that you're not supposed to go in and just take stuff like magic, right, right. magic cards and millennium pieces. Yeah, th- and... those were put in the ground for a reason. Let's just leave them there. Yeah. So I just um I had to relook up uh. Pegasus's voice actor. Uh, he was all. He's also. He was also the voice director for a lot of four kids stuff. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. He. Interesting. Voice actor oh. and voice director. So so he hired himself. I hope so because he was the perfect choice. He was now. Like, does he? he was, is he, this <laughs> like a? Is this like a Tommy Wiseau situation where he saw himself in the character so much that he was like, "Only I can do it justice." Uh, what, what's what's his name, and does he look particularly like Pegasus? Um, his name is Darren Dunstan, and we will have to get him on the show and ask him all these questions. Is the thing? 
There are, no, I mean, not that question. There are definitely pictures of him online on whether or not he looks like Maximilian Pegasus. True, let me... Did someone say my name? It's me, Darren Dunstan. <laughs> questions for me? Oh, boy. Let me just... Uh... Hi. Hi, ah! Darren. Oh, did you fall down? I dropped my, my everything. I'm so sorry. Here's a... You can just click this. There, there's some That's images there and some, some, some notable roles. Okay, um, everybody listening to this right now, uh, can you go ahead and type this into your search <laughs> bar? HTTP you can skip colon that slash part. slash www.google.com forward slash search question mark RLZ equals one capital C, one capital A-S-U-M underscore lowercase E-N capital U-S. I'm going to go take a bathroom break. U-S-713 ampersand lowercase Q equals... Darren plus Dunstan ampersand stick. Why am I letting you continue H4 this? Four S I. Yeah, I'm just gonna let her go. A I a, need to leave. A A A A A O N lowercase G. She's not even halfway through it. Lowercase U. Capital L, capital W. This bit is over. Marble, please. You need to stop. Thank you. All of that needs to be dead. Put it in the ground. I am the pharaoh. I am putting this terrible shadow game into the ground. Never to be found until Maximilian Pegasus decides to bring it back up as a card game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. You're the one that had me click on a link during our audio podcast. Listen, that's that's not a war crime. Is it time to talk about social issues now? Because I'm ready I, to talk about social issues. I actually issues. think it's about time to talk about Dragon Piper. Dragon Piper. Oh, sure. Dragon Piper. Yeah, why not? Which one's that? Dragon Piper was the thing that seduced Yugi's dragon. Right. Oh, is right, this? Oh, yeah. is this? Um, this is a card corner. Yeah. Yes, welcome to card corner. Uh, the French. I actually. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the I... French name for the dragon pipers, Chemin des Dragons. Uh, Ooh. Uh, it's a monster card. I really thought it was gonna be like a magic card, but it's a monster card, I guess. That's surprising. Yeah. It's also, a f- it is, it's also not to steal your thunder, but it is a fire type monster, which I'm not sure I would have placed on. Yeah, it. me neither. Um, and it's a pyro effect, and it's a level three, hmm. and it has an attack of 200 and a defense of 1800. That's. Damn. I kind of wish Pegasus read all that out. Oh, like, I, I would love during the fight, right. if, like during episode every episode, uh, like no one knew what any of the cards were. So it's just like I play Dragon Piper, and, and Taya's like, like, "What does that do? What is it? What is it? What, is what it? level is it? <laughs> what? what type is it? Is it a monster card? Is it a spell card? You got to tell yeah. me." So, uh, this card does it has a flip effect. So, uh, here, no, no, it doesn't. Uh. Yeah, yes, it. Does. I'm just gonna throw out that in card fight they actually do do that with like every card. It's the best. 
you get all the details. I thought it, it says flip on the on, card effect types. On Dragon on Dragon Piper, not not where I'm looking. It just says once per turn you can take control of one Dragon type monster sealed in the inside Dragon Capture Jar. Oh, we have. Are we looking at different things? Because mine says flip, destroy all face up Dragon Capture Jars on the field. If you destroy any challenge, all face up Dragon type monsters on the field to attack position. I'm betting. Here's what I'm betting. I'm betting this card has changed over the years. Yes, I think you're right. And so this is the end of Card Corner. It's destroyed. Uh, it's been sent to the Shadow Realm. Well, before we do that, I do want to say that I wrote down the exact thing that Pegasus said when he pulled that card, Please. which was, which was, oh, a very rare card. <laughs> like he picked it up off of his deck and he looked at it and then he said that and then he played it. Now, I was think- he being facetious? I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause it, uh, it doesn't seem thing, like it. He seemed very earnest. Okay, the thing about Pegasus is uh, he always sounds like he's being facetious. <laughs> so maybe that's, that's not a problem. Yeah. He does have the gay villain voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big fan. Big fan. That, biggest fan, even. Uh, I, can't, I can't take that title. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I saw Ursula, and I was like... All right. Okay. I'm there. Biggest fan. Ursula from Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Nice. The embodiment of the gay villain trope. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, I, this I has mean, been Card who, Corner. Ursula is fantastic. Who, uh, who doesn't want to be stand. Ursula a little bit? I know. Like, here's the thing. I love the Little Mermaid. Love what they're doing. Real proud of all the protagonists in their... Well, I'm not proud of King Triton. No. Um... But, I wanted Ursula like, to win. But, like, Ursula, like, first off, her villain song? Choice. Yeah, yeah. Choice. We're getting Poor removed from merciless Yu-Gi-Oh. souls. In pain. Indeed. Uh, the, here's the thing about <laughs> Ursula, is that she's just kind of introduced uh, hold on. as a villain. Uh-huh. Hold on. It's poor, unfortunate souls, not merciless. And I, just I didn't want to correct you, because you were really vibing. Yeah, I would have felt bad. Yeah. Um, she's introduced as just bad, and we never really get reasons as to why, and I want to believe that she was unfairly treated by King Triton. Oh, no, for sure. No. He's a bad man. He's a bad fish man. King Triton is a bad fish man at me. Anyway. So back to you. Back to you. So, Uh, so, so card corner. What, here's my, here's my question. Sorry, Ray, finish your thought about card corner. Uh, I was just going to say, what are your thoughts on this card? Do you think it's seductive? Well, I'm not, I'm that, not a dragon, yeah. so... I if, okay. See, I'm, I'm not a dragon, but I'm putting myself in a dragon's shoes, and I have to say, not, not, not the worst choice. Okay. So, so I guess, you know? here's my question, Ray. Mm-hmm. Are we going to, uh, each card corner, are we going to be rating the card on hot or not? I think we are going to have to start doing that. It's either that or how seductive is this card? <laughs> Why? I don't. But how do you measure it? Exactly. It's object. It's subjective. I'm gonna say. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say not hot. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't want to objectify all the monsters and spells and traps. I think the question will change each time. Okay. But this time, it's definitely. Is this card seductive? I mean, to a dragon. To dragons. To dragon. Yeah, yeah, to, to dragons. dragons. I'll say to what dragons. What if you're yes. part dragon? What if you have dragon blood in you? 
then you're only part seductive. Yeah, by yeah. It. You'll 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 be you'll be tempted. But so would you run away with this you'll, card? You'll be, would you'll be titillated? Would I run away with this card? Yes. Would you? I need to know what it's. I need to know what its personality. Yeah. I, I well, like if you I, flip I like, it. Um. Well, personally, it seems pretty reliant on the dragon capture jar, and I don't necessarily need a materialistic man in my life. Fair. That's a good yeah. point. All right. All right, uh, Dragon Piper, you are out of the running. So sorry. Let's move Dragon Piper to the graveyard, baby. Move Dragon Piper to the graveyard. All right, back uh, to the show. So would Ursula and Pegasus be <laughs> friends? And the answer is, of course, yes, they would be friends. Okay, yes. so first... They would be an unstoppable team. Flotsam and Jetsam, one eye each. Pegasus, and- eyes. Yes, yeah. they would be friends. Yeah. They use also, eyes to see things. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they have that in common. <laughs> now, now, hold, now, Ray. Now, Ray, 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 Ray. Can we examine that sentence really quick? Can we just take a deep look at that sentence? They both have eyes. So. They use eyes to see things. Ray, mm-hmm. I quote, they use eyes to see things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Flotsam and Jetsam are Ursula's eyes because she's trapped in the cavern. No, and... I to- I totally know what you mean. <laughs> but it was I the- understand what you mean and I get what you're saying and I totally support you in everything <sighs> that you do. But this is going to be in the show notes when this episode comes out. It's just the description is they use eyes to see things. It's true. It's true. Boy. Uh... <laughs> yes, they would be friends is my answer. And they would cause chaotic gay energy into the world. It's true. It's true. I feel like, uh, is there any reason to believe that Ursula is canon in the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe? Um... She looks like she could be a Yu-Gi-Oh card. She, you know what? She does look like she could be a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It's true. You, you know who she is? Who is she? She's actually Pegasus's ex. Oh, okay. That's definitely They're still friends. Okay, that's definitely. So it's a sort of like it's a sort of like gay lesbian solidarity sort of yes. thing. Like they thought that they were straight and they were they had that like compulsory heterosexuality at the same time. Mm-hmm. They dated in high school, maybe, and then they became friends in college, and then they started doing evil conspiring together. You know, like rubbing your hands together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ursula was maybe like, "Don't, don't steal from Egyptian tombs," and he was like, "What? Can't hear you already doing it on the plane to Egypt." Yeah, this is the. This is not. This is not where I expected this to go. So, are are you implying that Ursula has a cell phone? In this universe? Yes. yes. Okay, good. Yes. Thank you. And Ariel's voice, if we're just keeping with the canon. Oh, so yeah, she yeah, won. Yeah, and Pegasus was like, don't steal young girls' voices. Already doing it. That's not a good Ursula voice. <laughs> Already? I can't do Ursula justice. I'm sorry. I'm not raspy enough. Ursula Justice is a good band name. I wish I was that raspy. Just say body language really loud. Body language. That was like Roz. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Body language. Body language. No, that's nothing either. (laughs) Wait, what if Ursula and Roz are related? Okay, I can't keep continuing this train. Okay, 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 okay. Now, hold on. This is getting back to you. Oh, no. Ursula... And Roz are the same person. I'm lost. You've Continue? lost. Continue. 
<laughs> Ursula and Roz are the same person. Uh, Monsters, Inc. is set before Little Mermaid. Hold with me. <gasps> okay. And that's why, that's why Roz isn't in Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. Because Ursula's already dead. Right. Yeah. Oh. It was there all along. And does that mean Yu-Gi-Oh's canon to Kingdom Hearts? It is now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Not, not to make this about Kingdom Hearts. No, yeah, but. so, yeah, absolutely. This is, Well, here's the thing. Uh, like, all of this is only canon in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Duelist Kingdom Hearts. Good. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to make a connection with my extensive Kingdom Hearts knowledge real quick. Okay. And I'm going to apologize in advance for it. If all of this is only canon in the Kingdom Hearts universe, that means it's also entirely canon in the Toy Story universe because both Tetsuya Nomura, the creator of Kingdom Hearts, and the folks at Pixar confirmed that what happens in Kingdom Hearts is canon to the Toy Story universe. Yes. Now, here's what I... all the things that are happening here are also canon to Toy Story. I hope... Here's the thing. I don't give a hoot about uh, Toy Story 4. I think 3 was enough. But I hope that Sora is mentioned by name in Kingdom Hearts or er, in uh, in Toy Story Four. I will cry, but also the, the 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 Toy Story Kingdom Hearts stuff takes place between two and three. I want to say. Yeah, well, they could, they were having they were just going through some stuff in in Toy Story Three. So I want uh, yeah, so just like a font. I want a flashback scene, and Sora will be there, just standing Remember there. When this podcast was about Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> What's no. that? <laughs> Here's the thing: everything is about Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's true. We're just doing a. We're, really we're good still job. we're still talking about the same universe anyway. Right. It's so true. okay. It's true. Here's another tie-in: Rex the toy is actually Rex Rex Raptor. Okay. <laughs> in the dark timeline, after Sora leaves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about Ursula? Well, <laughs> welcome to Ursula. I, I don't know. This is a very complicated web we've made. Is so it more what, complicated than so Kingdom Hearts? So, what does Ursula's deck look like? Ooh, I don't know any of the cards yet. I'm just gonna say she has a blue eyes white dragon and a feral <laughs> imp and a. Now how a, does a, now how a does a she rebo. have a blue eyes white dragon if there are only three in the world and Kaiba has all of them? Marvel, Body language. language. <laughs> she she. <laughs> She took Kaiba's voice. <laughs> she got him to sign a contract. Um, this is why Kaiba's not signed over his his blue eyes white dragons as well. Right, he's in, not in episode two because he's and he pulled out of the tournament because he's busy trying to fix this snafu. Literally, Little Mermaid three is happening off screen. Yeah, Little Mermaid three is happening off screen. <laughs> Kaiba's until, there until Kaiba shows up again. Right. I'm into this. I, I'm I'm deeply into this. I, um, I, I love this so much. Ur- Ursula's deck has obviously a lot of spell and trap cards. And sure, I think it's sure. it, um, probably, what's that one card? I can't think. Or she has the opposite problem of Joey and it's only spell and trap <laughs> cards. Right. I've dueled people like that where their deck is like all spell cards and it's just like, what am I even, what are we even doing here, yo? I think that's Ursula. And, like, she definitely has, like, four monster cards in there that, like, are enhanced a lot by spells and traps. Right. But, like, she's got to really wait to actually draw those monsters. Right. Can I ask a question about the rules? Yes, please. So they have the swords of... Revealing light. I want to say swords of revealing light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suspend the game for, like, three turns. Yes. Um, Can you just put, like... As many of you want as no. the, of those in your deck, no, I, I, or just like three, I think, three or four. I think like three is the limit. 
So you could just like like see I I'm just thinking about my Yu-Gi-Oh deck and like I would play the stall game not really like to develop a strategy but just like who would want to fight somebody like that <laughs> like you'd fight them like maybe you'd win but let me tell you they would not want to get matched up with you again to the point where you're like winning <laughs> tournaments by default yeah 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 they're like games with marble take maybe six hours I don't want any part in this. <laughs> Games with Marvel. The last, Games with the Marvel. last time we did that, I got I got a blood clot in my leg. I had to be carried out on a stretcher, just like Yugi's grandpa. Tristan is a stretcher, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. I, I Trist- mean, he, Tristan had to he drag might, me out. He might as well be, right? Because that, because that's, because... We, we stand we, Tristan here in this home. Yeah, here's his, the thing. His passionate love for his friends is important yeah, to we're, the Here's the thing. Show. We're not, we're, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to sit around and bash Tristan, Mars. Yeah, Mars. Yeah, Mars. Speaking of Mars, what is your favorite thing about this episode? My favorite thing about this episode is, um... Uh, well, by default, my favorite thing in any episode with Joey in it is Joey, but... I feel that. Uh, I think, I think my favorite part of this episode, um, is, uh, when Weevil Underwood said, <laughs> said gay rights. I like that part. Oh, yeah, 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 that was a really powerful moment. Yeah. When when Weevil Underwood said gay rights is he the was part like, that I like. You underestimate me, Rex. Gay rights. That's not what that's not what Weevil sounds like at all. This podcast, here's the thing. This podcast is forever doomed to be us trying to do impressions of the characters in the anime. Okay, here's failing. the problem. I'm pretty sure Weevil's voice actor is also the voice actor for Meowth. Professor Oak and maybe Gary in some version of the Pokemon anime. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Same as Meowth. I think that means that she's a trans woman because that voice actress is a trans woman. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. It's true. Um, I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. If, I should, I should, I should toss her name out because uh, uh, I'm looking. I'm representation. I'm, well, I'm looking up Weevil's voice actor right now. Yeah, because I could be totally wrong, but that's what it sounded like to me. Madeline Joan Blaustein. Now it, it's it says that uh, Weevil Underwood is voiced by a uh, a Brian Zimmerman. I'm sure I've seen him at a convention or two. Uh, or or actually, sorry, it's uh, in in the in the U.S. dub. It's uh, J- Jimmy Zappi. Yeah, that sounds right. I've I've seen that name thrown around in the Pokemon anime. So so not Madeline. No, not not Madeline in this one. But you know what? Still, still, shout out to Madeline. Shout out to Madeline. Madeline, okay, I don't want to spoil it, but Madeline does appear in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> okay, don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll I, get there. I'll just, we'll get there. I'll say that. Oh, but uh, but uh, uh, you you were you were right in that um, uh, at least uh, for right now, uh, uh, Jim, Jimmy Zappi, otherwise known as James Carter Cathcart, uh, is uh, also voicing Meowth in a lot of things. Yeah, so I mean that makes nice. sense because if their voices are similar, they I would probably get it mixed up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, at some point. Um. Anyway. So I was wondering. Uh, he uh, also plays the yellow monkey in Ape Escape too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll jot that down. Ape um, Escape too. Okay. So can I take just a minute to to like follow up on the the class warfare? Take <laughs> as much time uh, as you need. Absolutely. Okay. So. 
Um, I I have just a bit of this in my notes. I will say that it was obviously like a lot less prevalent in this episode, but um, like I think that at the very least, those themes were present in the fact that like the the basis of the show, um, from what we've seen in the first episode, relies on it being present. Um, because it it kind of like you know it doesn't seem like it's going to be central to the show if if it continues down this path of what we saw in this episode because. Essentially, um, Yugi is is sort of like helping Joey with his deck and finds out that he's only got monster cards in it, no magic cards. And then um, he he kind of spends a lot of time like talking down to Joey and it's not necessarily a bad thing. He's like, he's like, I think you're untrainable. I don't think <laughs> I think you're beyond help, even though in the last episode, he was a bit more compassionate about his privilege, saying things along the lines of like of like. Oh, it's just because my my grandpa owns a, a card shop, so I have access to better resources. I don't. The script didn't say it like mm-hmm. that, but that's essentially what he was getting across. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Yugi's grandpa apparently learned nothing about class privilege from the last episode because he treated Joey like absolute dirt like yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's true. So I feel like Grandpa, if 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 this were me writing this show, I'd say Grandpa needs to be taken down a peg. Okay. Well, like, he did get his he, soul stolen. He did, but it wasn't a direct consequence of his actions. Fair. It was if it was more poetic justice, if anything. Um so I think that like I think that like it's gonna be there. Like I think that the 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 class struggle is gonna be there. Um, and we actually did see a little bit of it because it's not. See, it's hard to say if they're like following this theme necessarily. I somehow doubt it. Um, but it's it's also like like they do explicitly say that that uh these these things these monsters the the shadow games uh that the ancient egyptians were playing did almost bring death and doom to the entire world um and pegasus just marched on down to egypt and stole the shadow game and then turned it into something fun and quirky and profitable which is like you know, that's a very capitalist endeavor. Yeah, I mean, that, um, that is pretty much the definition of cal- cultural appropriation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like the themes are there. I don't know if they're there on purpose or if that's just like a plot device, but the themes are there. And I can't say like, I can't, like based on what this episode uh, has shown me, I would say that like it's impossible to tell from my perspective of somebody who's never seen Yu-Gi-Oh! It's impossible for me to tell what they're going to do with it, but they did set a lot of things up. Like they, they, they are, they are flirting. They are flirting with the <laughs> themes of, 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 capitalism and how it's negatively affecting the lives of these people and how it's literally being used by the villains um so far we've seen two villains one is a, an extremely rich person uh, like a child he's still in school but he has his own company and he has all the money in the world and he has magic holograms and he has uh, the three three of three of three of the rarest card in the entire universe and the other villain we've seen is a guy who raids tombs because he needs an, he needs ideas for what to sell in a children's card game and so he robs tombs and then he sells evil spirit cards 
to children. So like both both of the like antagonists that we've been introduced to in some way are directly linked with capitalism. So like here's the thing, I think it's still there. Right. I don't know. I don't know. They might abandon that completely and be like be like, "Oh, well Pegasus is just a villain because he's a villain." And that's maybe possibly the the route they're going to take. But here's the thing, the puzzle pieces are there. The millennium, the millennium puzzle, puzzle pieces. Puzzle pieces? Yeah, sorry I kind of rambled that time. No, not I, at I all. Just, oh, you're fine. I I, I want to keep examining these themes because they are there, and I will I I will you, rigorously. You're gonna suss them out. Examine them. Absolutely. I'm gonna suss them out. I have not heard anyone talk about capitalism in the children's card game, which is also very funny because trading card games are inherently a capitalist endeavor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They I keep mean, making this stronger show ones. It's was like, designed to sell the card game. Yeah, it's well, it's 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 gotcha games on paper, right? You know, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but it seems it seems like they kind of threw out the window the whole like I don't know any sympathy that you would the viewer would intentionally have for Joey for just not being able to afford better cards. Well, okay, so you did mention that at the beginning, and I did want to address the fact that Joey now has access to these cards, and I think what he's lacking now is knowledge. Now, does he have access to them, though? I, I mean, he can be them like from it. Grandpa and Yugi. Like, they don't... They said nothing about Joey not... Like, Joey made his own deck now. Yeah. Um, he, he, right. And yeah, I'm assuming he's... part of it was taking them and trading them with Grandpa, but he doesn't know about spells and traps, so he didn't take any of those cards. Yeah. So it's more the acquisition of knowledge. The one thing I, I will say is that they, they did take a very, like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps approach yeah, where it's they like did. oh like now you've got to train to be better at the card game even though i can attest in real life when you play a card game of this caliber the only thing that matters is money you know mm-hmm. like how much are you willing to spend on like brand new super rare cards are you willing to go to the events where they unbox new releases and you where know, you have like, to pay like, money mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's very much based on how much money you're spending on this uh, this fun little hobby. Um, it's not a hobby. And, like, they, they are kind of treating it like, a, you know, here's our... Well, they didn't have a training montage. They had a montage of Joey falling asleep and then uh, <laughs> his Yugi's grandpa almost hitting him with a kendo stick. Right. Which yeah. is basically the training montage. Which is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's training montage adjacent. Right. Um, I just wanted to address that this episode had a lot of exposition and I loved it because we got introduced to the Shadow Realm, the Millennium yeah. Items, and uh, Maximilian Pegasus, and the idea that the Millennium Items can have weird powers, which mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is a very, very big part of this show. Yeah, and it also, puts some of the events of the first episode it, into context. It's also right. interesting because um, in the dub, Pegasus tells Yugi about Egypt, the Shadow Realm, and the Millennium Items. In the Japanese version, he was telling Yugi about the tournament. Right. That makes a lot of sense for, like, an anime because they would save those things for a reveal later. Sure. Like, little hints are being dropped here. And, yeah. like, we keep seeing these weird gold items. What are they? And they don't say. And I mean, obviously, they don't say in the, the, the sub. Right. Um, which, you know, either or, I'm fine with it. I don't think anything strayed too far yet, because mm-hmm. Yugi still learns about the tournament, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we're, well, um, yeah, like, I, I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how far the the show strays from the, uh, uh, like, the original sub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think that's it. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, well, with that, it looks like our hand's been played. Thank you for listening to Deck of Friendship. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Friendship Deck or at Deck of Friendship Pod at gmail.com. Our turn is over. Your move. Your move. Your move. <laughs>